0: This is the one with a sonic wheelbarrow. Mr. Tumnus sporting Elton John's glasses. Miners in badger wigs.
1: A brixiteer view of membership in a galactic federation. And. Galaxy Galaxy 5! Galaxy 5! And it's called. (laughs) (laughs) The Monster of Peladon! Here (laughs) Here we go! go. Sorry. Broad character, I apologize. Barking on a voyage all through time and all through space, couching Daleks, Thaland, boot, and the Cybertronic race. Tantarans look like taters, and Silurians all have wonky scales. And the Doctor has a we're reviewing all his tales. Who back when? Reviewing all of who there is. Who back when? Subscribe and red or night juice, please. Episode by episode, we're trudging down this tempo road. Come join us on this Odyssey. What other choice could there be that... who back when?
0: Who back when? Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Who Back When? A Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Past. It is a Doc Past. Yeah. Yes. I'm Jim. Hello, um, Jim. With me, uh, opposite me today, is Leon. Hi, oh. Leon. <laughs> Hi. We are here today and we are reviewing the Monster of Paladon, <gasps> which we have dubbed C073. That's right. And I'm just going to cut to a chase and say I didn't really like watching this one. So let's go and <laughs> give a little summary of it. Get that out of the way.
1: <laughs> Okay. Time for us <laughs> to synopsize, Levify and summarize. So take a view and grab a grip and listen to this overview, this free for all. We like to call a bicep chunk of By the chunk of who. who?
0: The doctor's all nostalgic and wants to see how the Peladonians have been getting on since his last visit. So he takes his trusty companion Sarah Jane Smith for a trip (laughs) to the citadel.
1: In the fifty years that have passed since the curse of Peladon, the plant has joined the Federation and is now being mined for resources beyond the Peladonian's comprehension. Somewhere within the tunnels beneath the citadel, however, revolution is brewing. Mm. Bisco over, you are welcome. Yes, you are. Six episodes of this Six episodes I don't (laughs) Like you better
0: enjoy this episode Podcast land the torture we went through <laughs> to to get to this point where we can review it.
1: Yeah, we had a quick look at the the stats because this is this is basically a sequel to a different serial called The Curse of Peladon. Nick and I reviewed that one and we gave it relatively high marks. I gave it 3.9, did Nick give it 4.1 or something like that? High marks, high praise and I th- I think it's fair to say this one doesn't quite live up to that.
0: I think it is fair to say. <laughs> Nick actually gave the previous one 4.3.
1: 4.3, sorry, my bad.
0: Yeah, this this I don't uh, no. I, I don't like I I came to this afresh. I haven't seen the previous Paladon okay. episode. That's fine. I unfortunately did not listen to <laughs> your Nick's <laughs> review of it either. My first thoughts were just a little bit astonished <laughs> upon seeing the character Alpha Century and Agador, door, door, push, panda, push, a tree. Um tree.
1: <laughs> the monster, the, the monster. Yeah, uh,
0: and the whole setup. But uh, I'm guessing this was mostly the same as before. I
1: mean, those two characters, yes, those two characters do appear in the, oh, the Curse of Peldon. I'm going to be mixing up those two titles throughout this review, I think. Agador looked the same. I'm assuming that they used the exact same costume. Yeah. It's like... You know what happens if you feed Alf after midnight? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking
0: more bear crossed boar.
1: Oh no! Yes, I I bet that's probably and maybe like a hint of dog, just like an after yeah
0: of dog, a little, little bit of monger around there. <laughs>
1: Alpha Centauri was in the first one as well.
0: Was he as annoying?
1: Yes. Okay. Oh my goodness, yes. The the squeakiness uh, and just the helplessness of this character. Yeah. I don't understand why this character, or this this individual, was made uh, the ambassador. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they weren't the ambassador before? Or isn't a change in the last 50 years?
1: It? Teeny tiny, praisey for those who haven't seen The Curse of Peladon. In this one, in The Monster of Peladon, Peladon is a member of the Galactic Federation. Part one, though, the Curse of Peladon is all about how they are being vetted for membership in the Federation. And the Federation sends, like, a little, like, a few delegates, basically, to test them, to vet them, to check what yeah. their cultural values are and whatever. And Alpha Centauri is among them, as are, I'm going to say, some Ice Warriors, and I can't remember who else. Oh, there's, like, a dude, a head in a box.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I looked at the pictures on whobackwhen.com for that, <laughs> for the Curse of Peladon, yeah. and I saw head in box. Yeah. character
1: <laughs> uh, jukebox man
0: a <laughs> <laughs> little uh little kind of dalek-esque actually with it being yeah it's like if organic thing in
1: <laughs> if ambassador kosh and a dalek were to mate that's what they would cre- they would create a jukebox man But yeah, so they are there, they vet them for membership and everyone thinks, spoiler alert for the Curse of Peladon, everyone thinks someone is trying to sabotage their membership. Everyone thinks that it's the Ice Warriors, but the Ice Warriors, it turns out, are actually the good guys. And it's someone within Peladon who doesn't want to join the Federation. And it was clearly just like this allegory for, we already said this in that review, it's an allegory for joining the EC. In this one, they've already joined the Federation. They are now a member of the european union <laughs> and i mean they're recycling the same plot there's still someone trying to yeah stop it from going on
0: well i also couldn't help but feel like this plot is recycled from a lot of other oh probably <laughs> like it's yet again some resource that is abundant here yeah that someone wants to abuse the locals it's yet get. another unobtainium basically <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's mostly a snooze fest. (laughs) This is six episodes. Given that we are currently going through the the pains of Brexit, or, yeah, I don't know about you, but, like, maybe still retaining a little bit of hope that there'll be a second referendum and that there won't be a Brexit. Do you feel that this is a topical story? Because this part of, like, at least one of the subplots could have been written by Nigel Farage.
0: (laughs) Um, I found my first thoughts were actually, because I didn't quite understand what the Federation was until you see Eckersley being, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> made out to be a traitor yeah. just after his own ends. I kind of, because it's called Federation, was thinking of kind of more utopian like Star, Star Trekky things. Yeah. So my thought was, who the fuck allowed peladon to get into this federation yes when they've got a massive (laughs) class war going on on the planet and there's basically slavery or certainly persecution of the whatever makes the miners versus the upper class royalty people um
1: in curse of peladon they had trial by combat that was their judicial oh, really? system Yeah Okay, so the Federation is a bunch of dicks then The Federation are clearly just I mean, they have allowed Peladon to join the Federation Clearly because they want to take advantage of them For their very precious mineral resource Right, yeah I think so I was, I was kind of getting that feeling That this
0: wasn't <laughs> quite the... The club it was advertised to be, perhaps, yeah. and maybe I shouldn't really be ragging on the Peladons <laughs> quite so much. That it's more that it probably just latching on to the biggest ent- entity nearby, I suppose, and just want to be part of the team.
1: I mean, the, the federation—they keep saying they in, on several in, uh, occasions throughout this six-part serial, they say that the Peladonians are really primitive. Yeah, and they say they don't—they wouldn't understand what you would even do with this mineral or how laser weapons work or anything like that. Like they're, they're just primitives. So. Why would you... No, I mean, you wouldn't let them in. You would probably let them develop for another few years and then vet them again. I kind of want to just
0: watch The Curse of Peloton and feel like that's, that's the real story. This one is just... I don't know. It's just someone wants to get something for their own gain. Oh, and then skip to the end.
1: Okay. Yeah, skip to the end. Why there, don't forget.
0: There's a throwaway line, which, uh-huh. unless I fell asleep d- during a previous bit, which is not impossible... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eckersley says uh, I'm gonna get control of the Whatever it's called Tris- Trisilicate
1: Yeah, to be the richest man in the galaxy and And then become the ruler of Earth Earth, specifically Earth Where the fuck did that come from? Oh, he's homesick, he's clearly human and He wants to go back and rule over his fellow how, man How? This is <laughs> this is bloody underpants gnomes logic It's, it's, <laughs> it's like Wait, wait, explain that <laughs>
0: The, the South South Park, for those that don't, yeah. don't know, South Park had an episode with the Underpants Gnomes and they have this brilliant scheme where it's number one, still underpants. Number two, don't know. Number three, take over the world. Take over the world. Sort of <laughs> oh, I, see. I, I can't actually remember what their <laughs> game is, but, but it's, yeah, his thing here is
1: mine, the fuck out of Triselicate. Yeah. Number two, Fuck knows Become uh, the richest man in the galaxy That is one of his steps He wants to become He wants to okay. sell it basically
0: Alright so he has a step two Maybe it's a four step plan
1: There's definitely a <laughs> missing part
0: here Where he jumps from richest man <laughs> To, to ruler, ruler of Earth <laughs> <laughs> Like if, if wealth was the thing That made you ruler of a planet We would be fucked already Oh yeah <laughs> There are plenty of rich buggers out there Who could screw us over ten times You know Yeah so that was weird <laughs>
1: Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it coming, by the way? Did you see, uh, what's his name? I want to say Eccleston all the time. What's his name again? I think it's Eccleston Lee. Lee. Did you see Eckersley being a
0: backstabber, a traitor? This is the first time I've done this, but I accidentally saw a spoiler.
1: Ah, oh, okay.
0: Just because I knew this was the second time we had been to Paladon, I was having a quick look on the wiki. Yeah, so like what size. happens the first time around. Just to see if there was a little bit of backstory that I would need to have. Yeah. And accidentally saw Ow. Like halfway down the page A thing saying And then blah 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 And blah 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 Oh sorry our <laughs> bastards And yeah I didn't see it coming Myself Well I could understand that Because I don't think There's a single piece of information In there <laughs> which would make you think Like <laughs> It's not a twist That you can feel Good about You can rewatch it And go Ah so ah. that's why he did that And no It's just It comes out of nowhere And then yeah, from then true. on He plays the bastard <laughs> It's uh, I hate I hate that <laughs> It's like, it's just writ- it's written as two different characters.
1: So I have a feeling that the Peladonians have changed in appearance even since the first time around. I don't remember there being any badger men. They're, they're pretty much all badger men, aren't they? But but the people upstairs aren't badgers, right? Um, all the miners or- have the yeah, black Lord, and Yeah, Lord
0: Orton has a field. About it, and oh, okay. the, the queen has. Oh, she has the gray, a bit gray streak. Oh, actually, you know, I... like, there's nods to it, but it's not as severe as. I mean, my first note is nice haircuts, badger faces. <laughs> nice, <laughs> not time being judgment. Really. <laughs> 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 really, really need to uh, learn not to judge books by their covers, but... <laughs> um, or aliens by their wigs. Yeah, so I think that yeah, there there, there is some differences which is maybe where the the class system is meant to be obvious like I, I, maybe there is a genetic thing oh, maybe i don't know
1: but it's not really played upon is it i don't think that that's really explored in the first one i don't think so i mean there are I'm trying to thing i think the first one it's a trouton cereal right oh shit i need to double check this the the first one has color pictures oh it does I don't know if they were bad to people they might have oh had, I, yeah, might have right. beards sorry it's not a trouton at all it's a yeah it is a pertwee and you're right it is in color but, but yeah, it, I'm looking at King Peladon, who's played, that's what it is, sorry, he's played by Troughton's son. That, oh the Troughton's yeah, so it is a Troughton <laughs> Ish, yeah. I'm looking at his appearance, he doesn't have any weird uh, no. badger
0: streaks. Maybe it just got really fashionable in those 50 years. Maybe, yeah. it, It's all just dyed and, and glued on. <laughs> <laughs> Slight tangent. Go for it. I think I read the Troughton's son was in the previous one Yeah And I don't know if it just put my brain into a certain mode But I was looking at Eckersley quite a lot And thinking You look strangely like
1: Tom Baker Oh, really? Yeah, he has a, a weird... He's not Tom Baker's son, is he?
0: No <laughs> he's, he, As far as I can tell, he's not related to anyone um, He was grown
1: in a lab <laughs> <laughs> He
0: has no relatives You know what I mean Yeah, I know <laughs> Sorry I don't know, something about his features He looked uh, young Tom Tom Baker.
1: Okay, Tom Baker. By the way, two serials away. Uh, one serial away. Yeah, yeah. This is the penultimate Pertwee
0: Hopefully, the next one
1: it's gonna be better. is going to be better. Next one. I hope... The next one's legendary. I would.
0: I would hope he gets a good send off.
1: Yeah, I think. I think he does. Yeah, I think he does.
0: How How pissed off would you be
1: if this <laughs> was your last? <laughs> yeah, pretty pissed off. Who is the monster of Peladon? Is the monster the Federation? Oh, uh... because it's not Agador anymore. You know
0: what I? I think I was halfway through episode one and the title was just rolling around my head. I was just thinking, oh, God, it's, it's the monster is... It's the man. The man, or it's bureaucracy, or it's the monster is monster itself. No. <laughs> like, it's it's obviously not a monster episode. It's a political... Yeah,
1: Cereal. But that's, that's why I feel like this is actually kind of topical right now It's It's good that we get to see both points of view The person who wrote this, Brian Hales, he's given some representation to people who would criticise membership in such a federation Isn't this basically about like, oh well, we don't want our lives governed by some suit somewhere on earth or wherever the federation has its HQ? Brussels, the Hague. Yeah, they're in the Hague. Yeah, isn't that kind of what's happening?
0: I think it is. I think the problem with kind of drawing that parallel with this serial, though, is that it's not the Federation that are actually intervening. It's this rogue.
1: Oh, that's true. Actually, section.
0: So you don't get a feel for what Peladon is like after joining the Federation, other than the fact that they don't seem to have changed and evolved much and become At more all. civilized. No. <laughs>
1: The Federation uh, hasn't given them access to technology, no. for example. Yeah.
0: So, it's, it, yeah, it's hard to see what they've benefited yeah. through being part of the Federation. And I, I guess maybe the argument is that being part of this group means that other people can exploit you, or I don't know. But they never at one any point seem to really like being part of the Federation. I don't know. They, the higher ups have the aliens being Eckersley and Alpha Centauri and the Mr. Dumnus character. Yeah there to do some stuff but they don't really know what they're doing i I don't know if they're really even that happy that they're there they they seem to be going along with it the miners certainly don't like them being there but but no yeah it seems to be that no one really involved in this whole setup actually has has, yeah has given it a shot has no that's true yeah and and then we get the actual antagonists being people who aren't to do with the federation directly anyway they're they're jumping on the idea of it and taking advantage of
1: yeah, actually, you're right I think may-
0: maybe if you were intentionally trying to say These kind of political organisations are bad Yeah Maybe that's why Alpha Century is brought back Because he is the bureaucrat that is That actually means well No Oh th- That is bumbling around doing nothing Oh, I see <laughs> <laughs> That is annoying and isn't actually achieving anything
1: but who does have good intentions Well Okay, yeah. not good intentions necessarily Because there is no in, no acting upon any intention But certainly has a good, like a positive moral view of things Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's it's more a moral thing, isn't it? Yeah Doesn't want to kill people <laughs> Exactly
0: Everyone else seems if quite If that's happy your to.
1: barometer, by the way <laughs> Zero to wanting to kill people Anything beneath the maximum, well, you know Is not too bad Th- Whereas Eckersley is like, if Jacob Rees-Mogg learned science. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I yeah, actually, I don't know if he is actually an interesting character, or if he just could be. I, I don't think I can quite push him into the, he okay. is an interesting character. I'm not sure because, that he is. Because I don't think they ever play it right. It's never obvious that there's this other thing. Like, it, it shouldn't be. Like obvious, there's other thing going on because he is obviously trying to dupe people. Yeah, but the switch over is just—I don't know—it's just so severe. It's 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 like comedic almost. It's not quite that bad because he, you know, he doesn't want to kill Sarah Jane straight away, but then it immediately runs down the corridor and shoots the first guy that comes to stop him. Yeah, like he he turns into killer straight away rather than someone who's just like skimming a bit of money off the top like he, yeah, that's, right. that, that's what he is at the start he's he's this person that's just after self Gain.
1: Um, he's going to use his sophisticated uh, ways of manipulation in order to uh, yeah garner the throne of the earth. It, it quite happily turned a blind eye to stuff. But yeah, at the end just, he's taking a hostage and he's stashed a getaway vehicle yeah. and yeah. Like I don't
0: like if you corner someone who's trying to take control of the stock markets, they don't suddenly start taking hostages and killing people. Like yeah. they would just go ah oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're and right. they would
0: get arrested. Like, but he has to like he ends up being the major villain. Of this This serial He's he's the last one To get captured He's like the The, fi- yeah, exactly. the final that's the, payoff
1: That's the crescendo At it's, the very
0: end It's like the Ice Warm Warriors come and go Like they're, yeah, they're, they're a little middle bit
1: Yeah They're almost like His henchmen
0: Yeah And he, he's not A good enough villain To do that
1: <laughs> No <laughs> Did you like the scene where it's Alpha Centauri and Sarah Jane and Sarah Jane's flipping through the CCTV and comes upon the image of Eckersley talking to the Ice Warrior, whatever his name is, Asphyxia or (laughs) whatever. And uh, the second they turn on the audio, they are just having this superfluous repetition of exposition. It's just like, well, up until this point, I've been hiding in the shadows, but from now on, you know, that's the big reveal of him it, it, as... It, yeah, which is pretty stupid. Well, why would you reiterate your joint subterfuge? Like, there's no point in this. Why don't you just stand somewhere
0: else? There's, there's like six cameras in this massive labyrinth of tunnels. Like, he knows where all they are as well. Yeah, that's true. Or turn off the microphone on, on the one that you're having your clandestine meeting in
1: yeah also true but he's he's a bit stupid he seems to be almost in that one reveal scene he seems to be almost equal in in faculties and in influence to asphyxia his name is not asphyxia but whatever his name is i've
0: written it down but i've written it down as it's meant to be written down so i don't know how it's pronounced Uh
1: (laughs) Azaxia. Azaxia. okay thank you i go in with that it seems as though they both view their partnership as a means to an end. We know what he wants. We know what Eckersley wants. What do the Ice Warriors want?
0: Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking they they see, see a worth in this mineral as well. This tricelar. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that. Um, like, it's all about bloody magic beans. <laughs> Fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> is this the first time that you've encountered Ice Warriors outside of New Who? I think it might be.
0: I think it is. Yeah. How do you I, I've do you seen, like them? I've seen pictures i think of the older versions i wasn't quite sure what to make because i'm not sure if they knew what to make them why why for instance <laughs> is, here we go is the commanding officer very human-esque and but still wearing armor yeah and all of the warriors are oh, they're of, huge and and a bit Rotund. Like not Yeah, I know. Not big and muscular and scary. Just heavy. Just yeah. Yeah. And waddling.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like club bouncers, whereas he's the manager.
0: I don't know. I'm not even sure if I'd go that far. I, I think <laughs> they're just stumbling out of a fish and chip shop.
1: <laughs> I think they must have taken an audience note since the last time that we encountered the uh, Ice Warriors in Classic Who because previously even the lead uh, there always was like the the one slim or like the yes like the slightly more standard humanoid exactly just I'm wearing my dick helmet kind yeah. of uh, not Cyberman Ice Warrior and then these giant lumbering warriors the soldier the henchman but even the the dude in charge would be this. Wheezing, hissing, annoying character. Yeah, and I, I'm sure we must have had a soundbites of of what they sound like, and whenever we've encountered them in the past. But it's it's been a chore to listen to that leader talk. And now I feel like they've made him slightly more human in his demeanour. Probably because people would turn it off. Like, <laughs> just like I cannot stand another five minute soliloquy from a guy who's always going. <laughs> reptilian yeah. in a way
0: cuz they the warriors still had a lot of that kind of going on
1: yeah they did and he does he, when he gets pressured i think
0: yeah it wasn't consistent i didn't know maybe there was a pattern to it but maybe that was it actually i didn't really pick up on when he did it but it was generally at the end of of a scene of, or something a, a, a few sentences as well it wasn't okay. it wasn't like constantly. thrown in there constantly yeah yeah but even that was annoying <laughs> <laughs> and what really bothered me was they did a lot of close ups of the mouth yeah for the captain and you could see his lips moving yeah you're right and they do a close-up of the warriors and you can't see their lips <laughs> at moving. all even yeah yeah but but weirdly i could i could kind of feel like you could maybe see a cheek wobble or something so you could see that the actor was talking but <laughs> the prosthetics weren't good enough to show it and it, i don't ah, know it, okay it's just a couple of moments where I, I didn't really care about suspending disbelief through most of this like things were a bit wonky uh, but I think I was generally Just not enjoying it anyway So I didn't really care It's like okay well, That's that That's that yeah. But then they would do A close up of the warrior Talking and it's like For fuck's sake like,
1: <laughs> Why would but, you do a
0: close up? Yeah I Don't do a close up Give them a mask That covers their mouth Yeah Or you know something Like if if you can't get The speech working Then, then do something Yeah exactly. To cover it
1: Do an over the shoulder Over their shoulder Yeah <laughs>
0: 'Cause it was just it was really awkward. Is but that... that
1: kind of answers the question that I was gonna ask you, that i I wasn't sure if it was overdubbed or if, if the mouth itself was a prosthetic. I'm I don't remember what they've looked like in the past, but I feel like I've seen them talk, you know. Well they they have mouths, so Yeah, so but why is that a mask? Why not just paint your yeah. chin green and then have the actor inside it talk?
0: You know. Which is obviously what they have for the commander. For some reason, yeah, exactly. they, I don't know. It, it kind of looked to me like there, there was a rubber mouth over the top of the actor's mouth. Okay. And that's why. But it, it could have been that they dubbed over the top. But then why have an actor stand there <laughs> yeah. not moving their mouth? <laughs> like, uh, unless it's like, all right, we'll just film you looking a little bit menacing. Yeah. We don't know what you're going to say Yep, Nope. We'll, we'll deal with that in uh, the post. Is that okay? Yeah. That'll work, will it? Yeah, we'll do that okay, Cool. Okay,
1: Good idea, good idea, great Do you want me facing the camera? Is that what you said? Okay, yeah, cool <laughs> Wait, close up on
0: my mouth, close up on my mouth That'll really worry, yeah, go
1: on <laughs> Okay, still on the topic of the Ice Warriors We recently discussed Dalek Vision How do you feel about Ice Warrior Vision? I think I totally missed that <laughs> When does that happen? <laughs> There's one of the scenes, you know, when they're gradually increasing the temperature down in the mines, and the two lumbering ice warriors are just getting drowsier and drowsier. Yeah. And then, up until at the point where all the miners start playing, like, crazy golf with them, we get to see through the eyes of an ice warrior, and they see nothing. I mean, they are almost blind. No.
0: (laughs) I I genuinely think I must have been looking elsewhere at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just browsing the internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Completely so, fine.
0: <laughs> so, what do you see, like through a, a little slit, or is it just really obscured? It's,
1: they they've put a filter on on the screen that is the same shape as their goggles, right? So it's like I I, I want to say it's like three try uh, two triangles, and you can just see through that. Wow! And you know, ninety nine percent of your normal field of vision is just obscured by not being. Ice Warrior sunglasses
0: Well I'm glad I didn't see that Because yeah. <laughs> that sounds shit <laughs> So we are reviewing this In the run up to Christmas Yes we are Little thing I noticed was that Sarah Jane is wearing what
1: looks like a Christmas jumper Oh I totally missed that Really that's amazing
0: Well it looks kind of snowflakey ah. um, Not actually sure when this
1: I'm gonna look that up
0: Episode first aired um, Whether that's intentional or whether it's just me No, it was broadcast in March Oh
1: really? Do you have it there?
0: Yeah, 23rd of March, 27th of April, 1974
1: Mm, okay Possible
0: they filmed it thinking it might have been a Christmas one I don't know So I read another thing saying that um, Actually with the, the classics They were generally filming them only a couple of weeks before they were airing them yeah, there's and like
1: no time for post, basically.
0: I think maybe this is the first. oh, oh. oh I've lost this trivia, but I, I think this might be the first one that actually they switched the order around for. Oh, because, really? Because normally they didn't have an opportunity to do that. But I doubt they filmed it.
1: Premier broadcast uh, says, so "Yeah, you're right. Broadcast March and April." Oh, it doesn't say when it was produced, does it? I'm looking on Todd's wiki as well. Do, 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 do. So
0: maybe it's just a nice jumper. Oh, I, find I, I thought it, looked, it I thought it looked Christmassy. I thought it was very. Very appropriate that we were reviewing it now.
1: Oh, i was super happy about on, that.
0: Well, and, and we've established on two levels because of Brexit as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I've just scrolled down the Monster of Peladon page, and I realised that actually we've encountered another one of our buddies. I, I thought about this and then forgot about it completely, but one of the Ice Warriors, one of the big lumbering Ice Warriors, is played by our good friend, Sonny Caldines. Sonny Caldines, who has played Ice Warriors before, he's played just... I think I think he was a Cyberman. He's he's always like a giant alien. Uh, and uh, otherwise you might recognise him from such films as The Man with the Golden Gun or Indiana Jones and the I can't remember, something something. Okay. He's a big muscular dude. I think yeah. <laughs> Is he anyone always oh, in the fifth element apparently? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Is there anyone notable in those things? Or no, no. I think he. Well radius of the Lost Lost Ark. That's the one. <laughs> mean Mongolian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his, his, his credit. <laughs> oh wow, Ali G in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Ambassador uncredited.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. In so... Fifth Element, he's just in the audience when the opera singer is, is on stage. Oh right. I think they just like pan across, and he's just there.
0: Just to look menacing. Yeah. I can't remember. That- which actor it was, but there was an interesting connection Actually with Lord of the Rings And a loop back to Doctor Who oh, really? Because one of the actors It might have been Maybe, maybe Eckersley, the dude I was looking up Because I thought he might have been tangentially related to um, Tom Baker And he was also but in Lord of the Rings? It, it's either him or someone else played Rad- Radagast, I forget the name of the character In The Hobbit as an audio version Oh Who was then played by Sylvester McCoy <gasps> In the films <laughs> who then obviously uh, Yes Well, he was The Seventh Doctor The Seventh
1: Doctor <laughs> Yes, that's right How do you feel about Venusian Aikido? Oh, sorry Did I just cut you off? No, go for it uh, I think it was
0: A kind of happy level yeah. In the serial Not not too much there It was generally used When it was called for Wasn't too sure about The fencing <laughs> That just <laughs> breaks out between him and whatever annoying minor dude is called Et, uh, Something the really... uh, Etis
1: Etis I think Yeah
0: Maybe that's like one of the biggest problems with this, this serial Is everyone's just a bit shit Like why is Like he was probably the main protagon- protagonist Until you see the real face of Eckersley Yeah And he's just this really shit revolutionary
1: <laughs> Six episodes I know I feel like even two episodes, it still would have dragged. <laughs> I would have liked to see more of uh, Peladon outside of this bloody citadel. I mean, it, ha- has the Federation benefited the rest of the planet? There is a whole planet. It's not just one castle, right? And why would they mine immediately underneath, like in the the mountain <laughs> upon which this castle is very precariously constructed?
0: This this again is going back to like why they seem they just seem to be reusing all these ideas like. Why are there always tunnels under the main city? Because
1: like... <laughs> they had a tunnel set <laughs> like... Which also doubles as the medieval castle set Which also doubles as the subterranean whatever set <laughs> Yeah it's... yeah. That's fine, that's fine dude Is it? <laughs> yeah, every, every planet is uh, looks like a quarry And every castle has catacombs I can kind of cope with the quarry bit.
0: <laughs> like, obviously, you'd expect there to be more buildings in most civilizations that would be at this level. But like, this is an entire serial that is underground. Yeah, most of it. Does it go
1: anywhere else? Where, what else do we see? I don't think so. I mean, they're, they're stuck in the citadel, which hangs off a the side of a mountain. If they were to go outside, then... I mean, they'd be fucked. In the the first in the Curse of Peladon, I want to say that they materialize. The TARDIS materializes outside, also on the side of the mountain. So we do get to see a little bit of like just outdoor scenes. Right. But it's just constantly when there's just a storm constantly going on around this mountain, so it's just perilous. You don't want to be there. Okay. I almost want. I I'm not 100 percent sure, but I almost feel like the TARDIS even falls off the mountain because of the wind. Oh, dear. Oh, I can't remember.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Another skip to the end moment. Okay. Uh, like... I, I oh, don't we even... found the TARDIS? Yeah. That's fine, isn't it? I, I don't even remember them losing the TARDIS, to be honest. <laughs> like, I know there are a lot of tunnels, but t- 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 no one nicked it. Uh, no, It was true. just exactly where they left it. Yeah. And then, the, then they conveniently find it at the end, after forgetting where it was. I don't know.
1: It's just... I'm okay with that. Really? Yeah, I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> I would have been... I I think it's just the line was unnecessary. I think I would have been totally happy if if the doc doc and Sarah Jane just walked back to the TARDIS. It's it's exactly where we left it. Great.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, that is a fair point. Okay, that is a fair point. (laughs) That's a fair point. But if they're going to cut anything out, as in if they're going to say, oh, Oh, obviously there's lots of conversation and we don't have to show, we can't show all of it over the course of this serial, I would rather they not omit the bits where the doctor seems to have filled... Sarah Jane in on what Peladon was like before, because she seems to know more about Peladon and what the the citadel is like. And like she can find her way; she knows how to maneuver the secret doors. You know the uh, the lantern or whatever it is. The isn't there like a light? She opens a secret door by yeah, taking it off it's... a hinge or something. Like how does she know that? The doctor must have told her, or she watched the previous I think...
0: serial. No. It's... Is that not only after she spent some time in the the room with the monitors? Maybe she's watched people going, or, oh, or is maybe. or is she literally following someone? I don't know. I think, I think she's by herself. I think at the time I thought she was following someone,
1: ah, okay. and then
0: she crops up talking to the miners, trying to tell tell them what's going on. Okay, either I was confused or the plot was a bit confused at this point because I I think the doctor had just got nabbed and she saw saw it happening.
1: Oh, I see. So she knows. Okay.
0: And was kind of following, but then.
1: I didn't realise that.
0: Suddenly, she's not after the doctor, she's gone to fill in the minors. I don't know.
1: I th- yeah, and again,
0: repeating things, or, or, well, not repeating things, but kind of weird tropes that seem to be cropping up in okay. the Sarah Jane and Pertwee
1: What are you thinking serials. of in particular now? The Secret Pathway. Broth-
0: well, that possibly is one, actually. But, I don't know. but more that Sarah Jane seems to be spending an incredible amount of time on oh, her wait. own, yeah, away that's from true. the doctor. And he doesn't seem to want to involve her
1: Yeah, no, you're right
0: Every now and again, one of them will express Some concern over the other And it probably is 50-50, sometimes it's Sarah Jane worried about the Doctor Yeah As much as the Doctor is worried about Sarah Jane I think the Doctor less so (laughs) Quite possibly um, To the point where we get literally the last scene He grabs her
1: by the ear To drag her into (laughs) the TARDIS I mean, what the actual fuck Yeah, And this follows the whole Women's lib showcase Yeah Which I'm like, wow. Okay, we're in the 70s. Yeah, this is quite an incredible thing to put into this serial. Yeah, I mean, uh, contextually, historically but, speaking, this is yeah, this is a step in the right direction from the BBC. <laughs> Yet clearly, <laughs> they still have some growing and learning to do. Yeah,
0: and I I feel like the way the Queen is portrayed is not really in that vein either. Anyway,
1: if they don't, okay. So I don't understand how this system works. Clearly, th- this is a Male-dominated society, even the... I can't remember his name now, is it? Auton? Auton. Autron. Autron? Autron. He's like the high priest... Not high priest, but he's the highest counselor or whatever. When he talks to the queen, he says, Oh, but she's just a female, so she doesn't matter. And he says this to her. Yeah. Why would they ever have... Why would they ever have a queen to begin with?
0: She says she's only queen because her father didn't have a son. So, so they, they but were... that must happen every now and then. Yeah, so they respect the the rule of her, her, the hereditary rule. Yeah, for some reason.
1: So, it's the Cause... idea that she should then marry a man and he should then rule? I don't know. Like, it... it makes no sense to me that they would have such a like. Why would they even have the word queen? You know.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not quite sure what happened in in European history when that happened. I think. They would marry. Yeah, they someone would. Else, or there would be, or it would fall to some other male heir, even if it's like a third cousin or something like that. I'm sure, like a lot of the times, if they were being that patriarchal, yeah, it wouldn't pass through to a woman. Ever. No, exactly. But they've let it pass through to a woman, but they don't seem to respect that.
1: And everyone seems to be aware of it. Yeah, like the whole society is in on this one joke of which, yeah, it's just d-. weird. But Let's have a female figurehead Even though our entire civilization Revolves around taking rights away from women Yeah <laughs> By the way, only woman in all of Peladon
0: Oh no, the, the, uh, an older woman Crops up towards the end Oh really? Oh I missed that She's, She just randomly stood next to the queen <laughs> through, through a few scenes I'm, oh, sure, that. I'm sure she doesn't say a thing She's not
1: introduced She's just <laughs> stood there I'm not sure if she's meant to be her mum. Oh, really? Or what? Wait, her mum? So the mum is still around, but. Then I, don't, I, I don't know. You might as well keep her mum around as the queen in that case. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, she could just be a handmaiden. Hand I or completely something. missed but that. Yeah, th- there is definitely another woman who just, in a few <laughs> scenes, has just stood there. Uh, and I was just like, who the fuck are
1: you? Despite the women's lib scene, this is a dreadfully sexist serial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that line you brought up was just like it.
0: it I think it's intentionally that way. They oh yeah, which is, which is kind of weird. It's like it's a very ham-fisted way of saying how bad sexism sort, is. yeah, and, yeah sexism yeah. Is, like with Orton saying she's only female. Her activities are a little important That and that's like, fine. That's a that's a good. Thing like, that's do. his character. That's yeah.
1: I mean that that's how they're showing viewers at home are uh, watching this in the seventies and going oh I mean how how incredibly primitive those people are. For being so misogynist Oh wait, actually this is a mirror held up (laughs) to to us And yeah, okay, fine, so we can better ourselves But then that scene with the the women's lib scene Where the doctor goes, "All right, Sarah Jane I think you should have, maybe have a chat with the queen He leaves, and you think that at the very least They're going to pan away as they're starting a philosophical debate About political and social change Yeah but she just goes there's this thing about women's lib and women have just as much a right to an opinion and to hold positions of authority as men do end of conversation <laughs> that's it yeah what do those two uh, characters do for the entire rest of the serial until one of them is called upon again nothing they're just there and we pan away and we have the men talking and doing
0: things yeah so um we've already mentioned the doctor literally pulling Sarah Janine's by her ear at the end yeah there's also a moment uh, I can't quite remember oh I think it's yeah she she's getting annoyed that Exley's being very cutthroat about things oh maybe there was a bit of foreshadowing of Exley actually maybe I okay. can take some of that back maybe okay. maybe there is an episode before where he's he's a bit more kind of like you know what we need to get that stuff mined yeah it doesn't matter if a few people are upset by it um, and she's not very happy about it but Doc literally pats her on the head <laughs> <laughs> that's dreadful there there little girl <laughs> like the language of it being like when the queen and sarah jane are talking they, yeah. they're they referring to themselves as girls you can forgive that because that's the way people spoke in the 70s to a certain extent okay but then you throw it into this sci-fi situation and you go back to what i was saying at the start where what the hell is this federation that <laughs> this entirely backwater backwards you know planet um it was okay for them to be dragged along like where they've got such an issue with class or race or whatever it is that's separating the miners versus the aristocracy and they're so different in how they treat their their genders um like what would you think of then and go yes this can be part of a galactic civilization when they have no understanding of basic social decencies yeah so I, i don't know how you could look at that as like a mirror beam turned back on us, and not not look at it more as well. This is weird because they seem to be um, a little bit barbarian, but also ahead of Earth in the 1970s. They seem to be futuristic, <laughs> but also backwards. Does that mean we don't have to change our values because we can <laughs> we can go into space and stuff, even being sexist bastards? Oh. But that, but they don't
1: go into space.
0: Well, right? I don't know. Do, do they just oh, not you mean... aliens come to their planet? Do they, yeah, think do they so. never
1: go to? The the Hague or the the Brussels equivalent. I don't as, think as, so. As ambassadors, dude, they can't. They don't even know what a microchip is. They don't know how CCTV works. They don't know how, what a gun is. They so, have swords so is, and
0: hatchets. Why isn't the doc going? Federation, stay away from this planet. They don't have a fucking idea what what's going on. You're just going to abuse the hell out of them. Like, why isn't the doctor trying to protect <laughs> the
1: Paladonians? Okay, so I, I definitely need to either re-watch or just re-listen to our review of the first one. But I, I feel like in the first one, they were quite primitive and it was never brought to the surface. Even though the Doctor himself is brought into one of these trial-by-combat situations yeah. against the mute champion of the Curse of Peladon. But there is someone within the Peladonian society that doesn't want to join the Federation. The Federation wants them to join because... The, and I think the presentation of it from the Doctor's point of view is, by joining them, they will become more civilised, they will be happier as a people, and they will right. benefit and go into the stars. Fast forward 50 years to this serial, and nothing has changed. No. Nothing has changed.
0: So why isn't Doc going to Mr. Tumnus, Alpha Centauri, Eckersley, going, you, you've you done nothing for this planet. Like You're here now on a mining expedition. Yeah. There are people on this planet who are struggling to live... Yeah and you're abusing them to to get your mining expedition in
1: operation. What the hell is going on here? Like, this never even comes no, up. Absolutely not. <laughs> and when he leaves, I mean, at some point he might return to Peladon. Maybe in 50 years' time we'll have, as in 50 years after this serial is set, maybe Whitaker is going to go to Peladon, you know? And <laughs> Please just... don't. don't. <laughs> if you do, then I want to see Alpha Centauri again. <laughs> but <laughs> I would expect at some point, you know, fool me once... Shame on me. <laughs> no, no, sorry. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on the Federation because well, yeah. this is clearly, you know, someone's made a misstep. He doesn't leave now going, okay, so from now on, you're going to share stuff with them, right? They're going to reap the benefits of sharing this mineral with you. There's nothing like that.
0: No, there's, there's no kind of resolution with the Federation aspect of it at all. It's... There's, there's a little bit of, well, the Palladonians might behave a little bit better in their society and treat people...
1: Do you think maybe the illusion is that because most of the people who are there as representatives of the Federation are the ones who are backstabbers, they're just in it for themselves, we have Eckersley and we have the Ice Warriors, do you think that the insinuation is now that they are out of the equation, the Federation presence will be nothing but beneficial to the uh, Palladonians?
0: I feel like there's no evidence... That you could take at face value to say that's going to happen, like the the queen.
1: The queen t- is now in charge, and we charge. have Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri
0: is—I don't know if "command" is the right word—but the queen asks Alpha Centauri to tell the Federation what's happened here. That like, this is this shit thing has gone down. Yeah, but there's nothing from them or the Doctor saying, you know, what this whole Federation <laughs> gambit that we went into fifty years ago, yeah, a failure, is, isn't really helping us. Yeah. So again, like if you if you wanted to play this as a anti EU episode, which yeah, I'm not quite sure what the BBC's stance is in a, a lot of these kind of political things. They they tend to just go with the I think the control. Liberal. Well, I think they quite often go with the controlling power, really, which you know flips and flops. So I don't know if they would have had an agenda. They they'd probably try. And they definitely it, had
1: an agenda but- in the Curse of Peladon. Okay. The, I mean, the, the bad guys, the clear bad guys over the Serial are against joining the EU. Yeah. And in this one, the clear bad guys of the Serial are taking advantage of EU power. Yeah. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I don't know if the bad guys in this one are Nigel Farage and Rees Mogg, or if they are The Hague. I, I I think it would be very hard to say that it's The Hague. It's it's So it's Mogg. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, it's it's
0: it's people using it for their yeah. own games. Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah. You you're on the nose with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just to stay on this point for a little bit longer. Yeah, go for it. As annoying as Alpha Centauri is, like that is the character to to fuel this this stuff through if you wanted to. But I don't even know if the doctor spends that much time with Alf Centuri. I think Sarah Jane is the one that is hanging yeah. out with Alf Centuri most. Even though the doctor met Alf Centuri fifty years ago. Yeah. Like that should be the character that the doctor is kind of like questioning and like trying to work out what's going on and why. And nothing. collaborating with yeah, more in exactly. the serial in general. But even if you want to skip over that they don't don't have to do a lot through the serial, why isn't there a scene at the end where the doctor is like Alf Centuri, you've seen The plight of this this planet For the last 50 years You need to tell the Federation That they're not looking after it very well Like that people are abusing it Yeah. Or to
1: say you're no longer Standing adjacent to what are they called Ice Warriors You are now in charge of this I'll be back in 50 years time And I expect you to do all the good That I know that you're capable of That I've learned that you're capable of Over the course of two serials And I expect to see all that good in action Yeah. Next time I'm here
0: yeah, put your penis away, but put your balls on the line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alpha Centauri, by the way. Okay, to repeat a point that I recall we discussed the first time we... Dis- uh, we Well, in our Curse of Peladon review. Yeah. Alpha Centauri's name is Alpha Centauri. Which is ridiculous. Alpha Centauri is the ambassador from Alpha Centauri. Which is ridiculous. I agree. They haven't changed that. Alpha Centauri now, as the ambassador... Alpha Centauri lives in The Citadel, right? Has lived in The Citadel for 50 years I didn't know if
0: that was really Clear or not. I think so. I don't think that I it's mean, odd, odd that they would. he would be there 50 years apart, exactly Yeah, I think that he lived there, been there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think, I think like, that's it But there are no other ambassadors He is the Federation Ambassador So he is an ambassador for everyone Oh, that's right. He's not the Alpha Centauri Ambassador. He is the Federation Ambassador So he is there to Represent the will of every single member planet. Right. Okay. Yeah? When I get lonely, <laughs> like, <laughs> there is no one to bounce any ideas off of. There's no one to talk to. He's the only dick-shaped centipede around. <laughs> um. Yeah. You're gonna
0: have to. Um, what, what does he Skype eat? a lot of people to? To keep your your comfort level up, aren't you?
1: And why only one person?
0: See, I I'm not entirely sold that. He's been there all this time. Okay. Like there, There's obviously this mining thing going on, which seems yeah. a fa- fairly recent endeavour, which is why Eckersley is there. Presumably why Mr. Tumnus was there. I must admit, I don't really remember what Mr. Tumnus was all about.
1: I think Mr. Tumnus was the mining supervisor. Okay. I think so. So I think he was there as a mining expert to supervise the Peladonian badger dudes. Okay, so he was a bit more... Like a senior. On-hand on engineer. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. E- Exley was backseat engineer. Te- tech head.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the tech du- tech guy and Mr. Tomness, whose real name was Kant, did not make a note of it. However, he... Okay, do, did you make a note of where he's from? No. Okay, so <laughs> he's from the planet Vega, which makes him a, a vegan. Oh, it's just me. I, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Anyway,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, looking at a castless. If he's from the planet Vega, yeah, then that would mean he has to be Vega Nexus. Vega Nexus. Oh, his name is Nexus. Okay. No, it's it's Vega Nexus. Ve- oh, a- so apparent- he's
1: also named after his species.
0: It would seem so. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Hello, man, Leon. <laughs> or Homo sapien, Leon. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, how about something I did like? Let's hear it. I kind of liked that the ice warrior commander is basically judge dread and has <laughs> has a good couple of lines to really drill that home like i'm not a massive judge dread fan yeah don't i've never read comics and stuff but i know that the phrase is judge jury and executioner yep okay are pr- <laughs> pretty key in there and there's a line as well, must I remind you, Ambassador, here on Peladon, I am the law.
1: No way he says that? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Which is just <laughs> the iconic Judge Dread <laughs> statement. Now, I don't know, I actually, I should have looked up when Judge Dredd dates from, because I, I don't know if it's that old a property. It's wearing it's, a similar
1: helmet, by the way. Yeah.
0: So, one is definitely leaning from the other. But it would be interesting to know if if Judge Dredd actually nicked it from him.
1: I'm finding out. First appearance in 2080, number two, issue two, 5th of March, 1977.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they did sneakily watch a little bit of Doctor Who.
1: Maybe, yeah. Was it you who told me that, by the way, sorry, Judge Dredd tangent, was it you who told me that they're shooting a Judge Dredd TV series just like one town away from here? It was not me, but I was present. Ah. When, oh, it was when, when the latest New Who. When
0: Drew Back when was uh, oh, yes. informing us.
1: Oh, know. that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. I absolutely want to see that. How do you feel about the subplot where, is it Etis or whoever it is, has taken the laser wheelbarrow to the adjacent mountain and is going to blow up the entire Citadel?
0: I was just about to get on to um, this point in my notes where I kind of liked the setup of this bit because it... Is preceded by the doc having the plan with Gebek, who is, oh, yeah, yeah. Who is the, the nice, decent. The decent miner leader. Yeah. And he has a rousing speech to the miners to carry on working, laced with undertones of, but we're not really working. We're really going to fuck them over. Because <laughs> yes, we're going to do it like we did it with those guys. <laughs> and, and I really liked that speech. Yeah, like, I it, it was, was great. It was stupidly obvious, but <laughs> it was kind of nice. And then Etis, Etis rolls up. And is told that this is the plan he goes, fuck that, I just want to kill everyone (laughs) (laughs)
1: Including all of my bodies. Well Or is there another sit, where is he? I don't He has gone down the entire mountain with the wheelbarrow And up the next mountain (laughs) To where he has this perfect view of the citadel But why is he,
0: I mean I don't quite know how he thought Other people, I think there was some kind of Reference to, well you will come With me maybe and We'll all survive, but everyone else will die. Literally everyone else will die. Yeah. But then he decks the guy that he's selling this to. So that <laughs> message isn't going to get very far. So again, it's just this little flip of a switch. And suddenly he wants to obliterate everyone. Goes, I... goes to like absolute killing mode.
1: I enjoy that as a subplot because it hints at a greater scope of Pterodonian life. Presumably there is life beyond the citadel. But, but it's not mentioned, so it sounds no, like it's... he's going to kill the entire Pterodonian race. Yeah, but is the whole race in one t- Can you Im- if if they're all in one building, just imagine the degree of inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't I don't want to make that assumption, but I It seems as though he wants to take down the crown, basically. He wants to take down the crown, and he wants to take down the Hague. And uh, once he's blown up the citadel, he'll head off and, like, have a jolly independent life with the neighbouring hill, or whatever. Like, with the rest of the Peladonian population. It's never said, but it seems as though this kind of action would hint at that. It's hinting at it. I feel like you could... Otherwise, it's just one dude left.
0: Yeah, exactly. You could. I think maybe you need to throw in a little bit of a line,
1: <laughs>
0: like because we we've, we've talked about this before. I think like a lot of sci-fi has this kind of one village planet, yeah, mentality, yeah. So you kind of you kind of go along with it in lots of sci-fi. Like you don't question that this perhaps is the only bit of civilization on this planet. This is the whole like ha- number one.
1: Hail the planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, hi, yeah." Uh, Why do three thousand people not pick <laughs> yeah. up on that call? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not going to take this call. The the planet's
0: gone to gone to lunch, <laughs> which I think they're doing hitchhikers actually. <laughs> uh, oh no, the yeah, they've all gone to sleep. I think to to wake up when the galactic
1: economy oh yes uh, has yes. bounced back where they can afford to buy planets. Okay, question for you: Why is there CCTV in that room where he parks the laser wheelbarrow, the sonic lance thing? Is there? Yeah, they see they see him pointing the lance at the Citadel and the doctor coming in and fighting. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Okay. Because the plot demanded it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to put too
0: many brain cells to that one. I'm afraid. Yeah. So, so my notes kind of started off matter of factly yeah. for the first few episodes. I think by the end of it, I'm just kind of going, "What's what's happened?" Like yet again, the doc is spending more time with the hero of the week, so he's he's collaborating yeah. with Gebet more than he is with Sarah Jane. Um, and then, well, episode six, what the fuck happens in episode six? The doc just starts killing people. The doc gets hold of the Agador weapon, yeah, and just kills every ice warrior that he yeah. can lock onto.
1: Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's not
0: cool. <laughs> like. If the Doctor was willing to do that most of the time He would have a lot of different avenues to take <laughs> In in his confrontations But he doesn't That's the whole point of the Doctor, isn't it? He doesn't go around just randomly killing people But this Doctor
1: is quite different to other Doctors well, it, it's... Just take Venus as an example I mean, it... But that's like knocking people out That's not vaporising them from existence
0: That's true, okay, that is a fair that's, that's quite, argument That's quite a line
1: <laughs> to cross there <laughs>
0: And they're in a sticky situation, and, like, I I don't want to make assumptions that it's okay to kill people in certain situations, but, like, if he is willing to do that, why doesn't he do it in more situations? That's true. So it it just... Well, he shouldn't.
1: He shouldn't. He shouldn't,
0: yeah. Yeah. Which is why it just seems really odd. And I think Sarah Jane's kind of, like,
1: egging him on, and, like, every time they kill an ice warrior, it's like... Oh, I don't think there's ever the kind of scene that you get in New Who, where the companion would just go, dude... Dial it back. You have a God complex (laughs) right now. Just take it easy and, you know, let things unfold on their own. In this one, yeah, no, you're right. There's another element that that he interferes with in a not particularly (laughs) positive, life-affirming way. And that is the actual Agador, the actual creature. Yeah. Who is, I believe, the only representative of that species As in, there aren't two Agadors There's one Agador And
0: he's presumably a native of this planet.
1: Probably, yeah, yeah. It's like the very last elf, And he's been living off... Or, when they've, they're thrown down the hole Yeah There are like, just cartoonish bones yeah. where they land So clearly they are still sacrificing people And that is what's, what is sustaining Agador It's still the same creature... The doctor even confirms this.
0: Just just pause again. Great yeah. evidence for galactic civilization ship.
1: Oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a, a death dedicated hole underneath your throne. <laughs> Tick, you're in. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. But then when we get to the doctor catching up with Eckersley, he uses Agador as this god dog basically, just you know, sicks him on Eckersley. Both die. Yeah. Um, Agidor is the foundation of this civilization's religion. Like, yeah. Their whole faith is surrounding the one creature whom he has just sacrificed to kill a fellow man. This is what you picked up on last time,
0: when the, or maybe we both picked up on it. I don't know. The, the citadel melts in um, oh, the pre- yes. previous one. is like Death
1: to the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, like the, what are you going to do now? He's building a reputation for just like dropping a social <laughs> fuck bomb. <laughs> in on a civilization and then just go see ya <laughs> but yeah but my note for agador dying is agador no. <laughs> i don't know if he has more of a role in the in the first serial but
1: in this one yeah like in the first one he is the monster of peladon
0: yeah which so they should have swapped the names around yeah they really should have because
1: <laughs> yeah no they really should have because like if, if that
0: is true that he's the monster in the first yeah, and then you could say this is the curse because shit is still happening. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't they think ahead? Why didn't they think of <laughs> But yeah, in, in this serial, certainly, if you don't know the previous stuff, you see him as a monster. The Doctor quickly hypnotises him, and you realise he's just he's just a creature that's probably going on instinct for a lot, yeah. a lot of things. Maybe has a more pleasant side, and you know, you you can see that there's there's nothing that would be categorically evil. There might just be like survival instincts going on with this creature yeah and so yeah when when he dies
1: he's, he's like well you're the one innocent <laughs> it's, you know it's that kind of it really feeling. is i can't remember exactly but i want to say that he was being used as a weapon by the bad guys in the first one. Oh, really yeah and that the, the whole thing there is like oh but is there really a monster or is it is that just a weird legend of theirs but yeah there is a creature and i think it might have been the high priest or something uh, or someone was use was using all the uh, secret doorways to ferry the monster to kill people right. I think that was that's what was happening there By the way, when he hypnotises him In the first one, we get to see him figuring that out uh, okay. And what he's singing, the whole Whatever it is, I yeah. can't remember the words But that's a Venusian lullaby Oh, is it there? Yes Maybe I'm in Christmas mode
0: Because I, I kind of felt like it sounded like a, a Christmas song as well The the, the, yeah. the tune <laughs> I forget which one. It,
1: Venetian yeah. <laughs> it was Venusian Carol. Yeah. It was cooking and Wenceslas, I don't know. <laughs> or was it Jingle Bells? <laughs> Actually, wait. Yes, you're right. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, when we get to episode six, yeah. my notes are again just kind of like blurg. But <laughs> it's finally at this point I'm thinking, like, there is hint that um, Ice Warrior Commander is quite happy with just... Killing everyone on this planet And taking The mineral The mineral Yeah Um, Why doesn't he by the way? Exactly This is where I'm getting Like (laughs) They go to Some great lengths With Eckersley To dupe everyone to try and, like, use this split-cast system on this planet to basically have slaves running this mining operation yeah. when they have technology that could get stuff done quicker, and why don't they just kill everyone?
1: But this is... Yeah, I agree. There are so many moments in Doctor Who, though, probably in other sci-fi as well, well but yeah. certainly in Doctor Who, where you just go like, but you're an alien, you came here, you are more technologically advanced, just do this. Do you remember the Dalek invasion of Earth, which the which is also the... Uh, what's his name? Peter it's Cushing movie. Cushing film. Yeah. yeah, and also the William Hartnell serial where the Daleks show up in their flying saucers. They enslave mankind to dig into the Earth core. Yeah, with like wicker baskets <laughs> and shovels. So, but but you are Daleks. Fucking laser the Earth instead. Surely that is more efficient. You know, yeah. it's the same thing here.
0: Well, I think I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's my same problem with the way Exley changes. It's. Like, they were they were working in the confines of they didn't want to obviously cause too much of a ruckus in the Federation. Yeah. So they're trying to, like, go under the radar and just slurp a little bit, uh-huh. you know, away from the Federation and away from the Peladonians or whatever. But then they switch and they just, it's kind of like, damn the consequences. Like, if they have gotten away with this, yeah. is there not going to be a fleet of Federation ships after them? Because they've, like, destroyed a civilization well, that yeah, was under definitely. their protection? Or... W- w-
1: where is Eckersley going to hide after this? Yeah. In, like, like,
0: in his mind? Like, how is he going to become ruler of Earth? <laughs> like, if, if he if he does become ruler of Earth, is Earth not going to get destroyed? Or, you know, it's, it's like, you're not going to get away with this. Surely it, the Federation is there to protect you from despots taking over. You would, you would think. Yeah. Like, even if they're not They're going to be a bit pissed off Oh, certainly That, that they're not getting a cut Or something, you know
1: <laughs> like Don't get a cut <laughs> Like, if
0: they're super good guys They're going to come and Hound your ass And hunt you down Yeah If they're super bad guys They're going to kneecap you If they're in the middle Then maybe they'll They'll file some complaint Or something But, you know that Something's going to happen
1: Certainly Like Yeah So wh- There'll be a trade embargo Against uh, <laughs> yeah. the Earth Yeah Like how did he think he'd get away with it? Why, why does he think,
0: know. you know, I'll, I'll kill this guy and then it will be fine? I'll imprison this person. Yeah.
1: Should it'll the Ice fine. Warriors be banned from the Federation at this point? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like they should start their own Federation. Yeah, or. With hookers and Blackjack. <laughs> 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 to, quote, to quote Ben, that. <laughs> Like, uh, they have that kind of vibe of, like, n- not cooperating with people. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why they're part of a Federation. They're like the Klingons of this universe. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I might only have one more thing about the Ice Warriors, and it's a really nice effect. Actually, there are two really nice effects of theirs. One we've seen before in Classic Who, which is the Ice Warrior gun, which sort of... Oh, yeah. ...inverts no, I did, the screen. I did like that, yeah. That's gorgeous. It sort of pinches the screen in some way.
0: I kind of wanted... As as with the uh, the Dalek effect as well, I kind of want there to be something that happens to the person though, <laughs> rather than them just falling over. Yeah,
1: effect follow that. <laughs> you want to see them turned inside out.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it was a, a sort of double whammy because in this episode the agador weapon actually takes the person away like they you see them kind of fade away and i I thought maybe that was going to happen because because it's um, such a dramatic effect of it kind of warping but then no person just falls over
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it is a nice effect i think i think it's gorgeous the other effect would be when the Ice Warriors are cutting their way through the door. Oh, Melty Melty Door. Yeah, Melty Door, which I'm assuming they accomplished by having a just a see-through door that was painted on one side, and then they're spraying water or something onto the paint to peel it off. Yeah, quite possibly. I think that's it. But the, uh, it baffled me, though, that the... I keep wanting to call them Cybermen, that the, the Ice Warriors have cut a gigantic hole in the door... Yet they don't just peek in through that hole and laser the doctor. They are, it's as though they're waiting to, have, like, clear all of the yeah, edges, yeah. like, make it really nice and neat. And then they go through. Yeah. Just file that little bit there. Ooh. Yeah. Hello, oh, Mrs. Spot, Mrs. Someone could cut
0: themselves on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. Final words before we jump into ratings? Oh wait, there's a whole scene. there's a whole scene I want your opinion on a whole scene yes okay. I'll wake oh up sorry, 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 okay, and I'm gonna shut up for this i just i i want to hear your opinion about the can you faint convincingly scene? <laughs> 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 Tell me what is the plan there <laughs>
0: well, a <laughs> the whole I don't know a woman has to faint, like yeah, it kind of it kind of makes sense in the the setup because women are seen as inferior even on this planet, so Okay, we can brush that aside. But Sarah, Sarah Jane's plan seems to be, yeah, cause a distraction. I'll push this ice warrior <laughs> and we'll run away. <laughs> yeah, that, that was not cool, Sarah Jane. That was not cool. Like, even if the ice warrior hadn't accidentally stepped on the queens. Yeah. Someone's going to get shot running away well, from obviously, that. obviously.
1: <laughs> the guy weighs a ton. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think you can accomplish here? And, and where are you running? Yeah, well, round the corner, I guess.
0: <laughs> For, that, that's that's the first thought. It's just we run around the corner. We'll make up the rest <laughs> as we go. Now. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things as well where it's Auton has been Autron, sorry, has been an absolute dick. Yeah, through this entire serial, and now he gets to sacrifice himself, so it's all okay. Redemption, blah blah blah. No, no. <laughs> Fuck that.
1: It also feels like I mean, she goes. Are you? Could you faint convincingly But then we never get to see her faint Oh no, very true And she the just... Ice Warrior never gets to see her no, faint No, she's just on the floor Yeah
0: Can you pretend you've fainted?
1: Can you lay down really still?
0: Yeah <laughs> No, good point
1: <laughs> Yeah Okay, now I am out Okay Ratings? Let's do that And now it is time to rate this Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong bing bong Hey la, la 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 Ratings! Do you want to start or shall I start? You go for it Oh, Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I want to see if I should go lower. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, actually, that is it.
1: <laughs> so I, I haven't changed my. Ra- I had written my rating before we started. I have not changed it. This is. I already said it. I, this is nowhere near as interesting. I find as the first time around. I don't think I'm going to be rewatching this anytime soon. So I, I'm not going to get up to three point nine this time around. That being said, this is a really ambitious story. These Peladon stories, or serials, so far anyway, I don't think there's a third one. These two Peladon serials, they're like a whole season of Game of Thrones squeezed into, (laughs) you know, an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it is. But with a much lower budget Nowhere near the acting (laughs) Sorry, I just have to
0: point out This is over two hours Oh, is it over two hours? Over two hours of my life I am not getting back (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, carry on
1: (laughs) Your contribution is much appreciated (laughs) Um but but it, i mean it is ambitious in that sense they're, they're trying they're trying to tell a story about either social progress or lack thereof and uh, a political system that's taking advantage of the little guy and there's internal turmoil within the reign, and yada 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 but none of it is really profoundly dealt with and for that reason it just ends up being kind of disappointing a few things that I was expecting to see more of, Agador and Agador's role in this society. We get to see the statue and clearly the miners have not developed beyond the point of Agador's vindictive god or something like that, even though in the first serial we learn that it is just a monster living below the city. And they must know that there is a monster there because they have a hole leading to the monster. Yeah. I would have expected to see more of Agador, And I'm sad that I didn't I'm glad that we get to see Alpha Centauri The next time we see Alpha Centauri, if I'm not mistaken Is with Capaldi And Empress of Mars Alpha Centauri shows up at the very end I don't know if I ever Empress of Mars is the one with um, ice warriors on Mars And yay oldie timey English soldiers on Mars they have been transplanted to Mars Oh yeah and at the very end, that's basically a prequel to The Curse of Peladon, because it ends with Alpha Centauri on the screen inviting the Ice Warriors to join the Federation. I do not recall that. Ah, So, yeah. well, wait until next year when we get to Cavalli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, all right. Uh, it's interesting, it's topical, and yada, 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 but it's not. As interesting as I'd like it to be, and it's so repetitive, it recycles so much of the Curse of Peladon that I'm giving this a 2.0. Ooh. Yeah. That's. I'm. You scraped it into the twos. Okay. (laughs) Final question Who numbers the galaxies? I would like to know that. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, who's Galaxy 1? The the people that number the galaxies. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Yeah, 2.0. Nice. It's, uh, yeah, we're,
0: we're in the same ballpark. Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. <laughs> I did actually have a point which I kind of forgot to talk about, but I'm going to use it as an allegory to how I feel about this whole scenario. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to try to. Mm-hmm. So we have a big point where you're meant to think that the doc is dead. Oh, yeah. But I do not for a minute believe any one thought that the Doctor was dead then.
1: Do you mean, by anyone, do you mean the audience, or do you the mean... The audience. Any- okay.
0: Yeah, sorry. A, they've already established what regenerations are, and yeah, like you probably know this is coming to the end of Pertwee's reign, but I don't think you would have ever thought, that's how he died. And he wouldn't have just died. Obviously, he would regenerate. So, like, there's this... There's, there's, moment of meant to be suspense you're meant to feel like sarah jane's going through something and she all she has is her head down on the table
1: she looks like she's been crying though oh she she looks like she's been crying yeah
0: yeah but uh, i don't know there's not like oh my god this uh, this amazing guy has died I'm, end of show yeah. i'm abandoned on this planet um <laughs> oh that's tr- that's true uh there's there's more just a kind of i don't know what i don't know it's it's not really portraying the the gravitas of the situation Mm. And I think that's what I'm getting at. Like, there, are, there are moments in this this serial where they, they they try and get something in there. Like, you've said a lot about the kind of social political allegories, and I can see them, but they're not done very well, and you don't believe them. Yeah. And it just it ends up making you question everything. Like, why is there this civilization that has rampant sexism and class wars and stuff part of some galactic bigger picture? Yeah. And why are we looking at it through the lens of people abusing? these people but it not being protected and not being part of the federal i don't know it's just it's not really clear what it's trying to say it's it's not trying to say federation bad isolation good or anything like that it's just saying people are abusing things left right and center deal with it i don't know it, so I see what you're saying, it's, yeah. it's It's like it's it's like you say there is a lot of stuff thrown into this serial even though it's stretched over six episodes and it feels actually quite slow like there are a lot of ideas in there but none of them are really planned out very well none of them are executed very well like i can't i can't really fault like production values, or maybe the acting on occasion was a little bit subpar. Actually, the queen wasn't brilliant. Okay. Um, so it's she I, was like, under
1: a lot of pressure though, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: feel like I feel like she's intentionally played that way to be a bit weak and okay wet, but I don't know. Just felt felt a bit flat sometimes. But it, I think it's just it's not one of those things you can hate. Like it's not that bad. Mm. It's just a bit meh. So I'm in the same ballpark with you. Oh, here we go. I couldn't get up to a two. Okay. This is the number I wrote down before we started recording. Like you, I have not changed it. Okay. It's 1.8. 1. 1.8. 1.
1: 8. Oh, nice. I'm excited to hear <laughs> what what our listeners think of this.
0: I feel like we've read this one right. I, yeah? I feel like there's going to be some... Uh, some some backslapping. There,
1: there aren't going to be any tweets about how we need to rewrite something. <laughs> so not. not this time around. Me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get some listener minis. Yeah. Listener minis. Now let's hear from Podcast Land. Max two fifty, or it would get out of hand. Okie dokie, So we have a metric not ton of uh, of listener minis in the bank today. Which in old money is seven. Is it? <laughs> In chronological order, we're going to start with Grant Smith. Grant! Hey, Grant. Hello, Grant, who sent this in over a year ago. December 4th, 2017. Sorry, this is taking so long, Grant. (laughs) Thank you for your patience. Uh, Grant says, Alpha Centauri looks like a penis, right? Right. (laughs) And you could describe its outfit as a dress. And it would be right to say that it spends the story in a castle atop a mountain. So I guess you could say Alpha Centauri is a cock in a frock on a rock. You could say that. Yes, you could. And you did. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. <laughs> Grant continues. The story is a
0: frankly lackluster sequel to The Curse of Peladon, which is odd as the plot seems to be largely the same. Mm. Ineffectual camp monarch, scheming xenophobic courtiers, alien monsters looking to exploit the yokel population. Uh-huh. Only this time around, they're joined by a gang of miners who look like Poundland huntercats. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went with bud- badgers, but yeah, I can yeah, see it. Now. No, that's I spot on. <laughs>
1: Grant continues, not Pertwee's finest hour. The only person who really comes out with their dignity intact is Liz Sladen. Sarah Jane continues to impress and has awesome chemistry with the Doctor. I think she has awesome chemistry with other people, maybe not the Doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great chemistry with the Doctor, not much screen
0: time with the Doctor, yeah. yeah. And Grant's rating, two out of five. That's right. High fiving you there, Leon. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, that's only because Grant liked Alpha Centauri's dress.
1: Fair enough. I mean, if, if you need a reason to like this, then yeah, go ahead. That's good. <laughs> Excellent. Spot on. Spot on, Grant. Thank you. Next up, we have Jim the Fish. Jim the Fish. Hello, Jim. Jim. <laughs> Jim the Fish goes, ahoy, podcast land. I don't know why I say ahoy, because I'm a fish. Jim the Fish. Anyway, uh, I have heard so much bad things about this story, says Jim, and I do not get it at all. Watching it, I was absolutely enthralled. Some complaints are that it returns the Ice Warriors to their villainous ways, destroying their development in Curse of Peladon. But I think it adds to it by showing the Ice Warriors are not a single good or bad group, but a diversity of political castes. Another complaint is that it's a repeat of Curse of Peladon, but it's a very different story. Mm
0: -mm -mm. Take your word for that, Jim.
1: All right. Jim continues with,
0: it's an occupation story, really. A story about invading aliens completely ruling the planet. The Ice Warriors assume control pretty quickly, and a group of under-resourced resistance fighters overthrowing them. We rarely see that in Doctor Who. Even better, the acting of the Ice Warriors is brilliant. Stop to think that all Ice Lords are played by the same person, <gasps> yet have completely different personalities. Really? I did actually see that as a bit of trivia. That, oh, interesting. Yeah, the Ice Warrior captain is always the same actor. That's awesome.
1: Oh, I had no Apparently.
0: idea. Yeah. Jim continues with, it's also more Ice Warriors than we have ever seen before, looking better than ever
1: Nice one Jim continues, John Pertwee's stunt double's face is clearly seen more than once, which was hilariously bad I'm guessing this is
0: in the punch-up with <laughs> Etis when he's rolling around the floor
1: Yes, I think so, the bit with the lance pointed at the castle Yeah, yeah. Feminism gets an exposure in the arguments between Sarah and Queen Talira about the rightful role of women in society. Though this scene seemed a bit forced, overall, it's not that bad of an episode. It just seems like everyone going through the motions. And Jim the Fish gives this 2.2 2 out of 5. So,
0: yep, still, yeah, still same, the same
1: same kind of ballpark. Yeah, we- Every- everyone's in kind of in agreement, so. Yeah, far. welcome to the Same Page Club, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. All right. Nice review. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Next up, we've got Paul Forbo. Hello, Paul. Paul has written a uh, massive, wonderful, and very detailed synopsis of this serial. And because we didn't, as usual, apologies everyone, we didn't do a a very thorough job of our b Scal. we suggest if you haven't seen this, or even if you have and you want to read another synopsis of it, go to whobackone.com, read Paul's mini in its full splendor. Uh, And in the meantime, you can high-five him online. He is at Wordsmith Paul. Thank you very much, Paul.
0: So the next actual review we're going to read out is...
1: (laughs) <laughs> it comes from Trenton Blaze. Hello, Trenton.
0: Hi, Trenton. Trenton starts with the Monster of Paladon. A direct sequel to the Curse of Paladon is somewhat of a dud. Controversial? Not really. <laughs> Many people consider it so. Says Trenton, <laughs> and I can see why that is. The Ice Warriors in their final appearance in the classic series were done very well. It's <gasps> their final appearance? Final? I didn't realize. Oh, interesting. They were actually threatening again after Curse of Paladon just made them suspects in someone else's plot. Commander Azaxia. That's Aspixia to you and me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, easy to me. Is great and menacing, and the whole plot of using Agador. <laughs> I'm sorry, I made the joke of Agador being like the song Agadoo Doo do oh. And it just goes through my head every time I say. <laughs> anyway, Trenton's review does continue with. <laughs> uh, the whole plot of using Agador against the people of Peladon to get them to comply was okay, if not a little complicated in execution. Even if this plot point was reused from the previous Peladon story, I think this new flavour of this is acceptable at best.
1: But other than that, says Trenton, it's pretty much the curse of Peladon again, even down to the Doctor hypnotising Agador with the same song. They even got the original story's designer and director to return to have the same feel of the original Peladon. Pertwee and Sladen still don't mesh well, and the supporting cast is pretty much the same characters from the previous Peladon tale, even if one of them is gender-swapped. So, says
0: Trenton, I'd say the story is worth it for the Ice Warriors and the Ice Warriors alone. Mm -hmm. In fact, they save it for me. But this is just a six-part version of the Curse of Peladon. Curse of Peladon was perfect the way it was. I gave it four out of five. (laughs) This story, however, will always live in its shadow.
1: In short, this is just a longer version of the Curse of Peladon, and it is somehow half the serial Curse of Peladon was, so it only earns half the score. He gives this 2.0 out of five, Naoon, Naroon, Naroon. naroon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a popular score point, it has to be. It said. is, it is. I love that we have like wildly contradicting opinions about this serial, and everyone, however, results in the same you know score range. It's great. It's, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Thank you so much Trenton. Uh, people who are not Trenton follow Trenton online. That is an order. He is at Trenton Bless. Bless with two. What, Jim? S's. That's right. Next up, we have Michael Ridgway. Ridgway. Hello, Michael.
0: Hi, Michael. <laughs> so, Michael does his usual things he likes to start with. Okay. Badger people. <laughs> Lady Eyeball Head. And Mr. Tumnus. Oh, my God,
1: Mr. Tumnus! Oh, same page club! <laughs>
0: Mr. Thomas with the crazy eyes He was killed off way too soon Like, he doesn't appear in my notes Because I wasn't quite sure what to make of him before he died
1: <laughs> Oh, I love that he made the Mr. Thomas reference as well uh, Yeah, he dies Like, he has maybe three lines The last one of which is Like, oh, there's nothing to worry about you guys Yeah <laughs> Perfectly fine, you bunch of cowards (laughs) Oh, I'm dead Vaporised Okay, next thing he liked was The, quote, spirits of Agador Surprisingly scary I feel like
0: actually my first note about this was Smiley face (laughs) (laughs) Being a bit of comedy Anyway Michael has some other likes with The Ice Warriors as baddies again This is a recurring theme
1: Ah, Hurrah And, last thing he liked Funniest bit, the Ice Warrior being bashed With a big piece of wood in the Miner Rebellion Then repeatedly pummeled By half a dozen miners (laughs) Harsh, man (laughs) Yeah Guy just died
0: (laughs) No Ice Warriors were hurt During the filming of this series You should have said that Michael has, though, some mighty beefs. Nice (laughs) Number one being the real Agador. This mangy mm. teddy bear did not live up to the hype, and its death was super unsatisfactory. Yeah. Met with a shrug. No, isn't it supposed to be worshipped as a god? Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it. I felt sorry for Agador. I,
1: I, I did as well. But I now that they have been robbed of their their god, I want the doctor to come back fifty years later and just find every Pladonian just like living in mud, fucking eating each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to see them worshiping a rock. <laughs> This one looks a bit like Agador.
1: No, this one is more Agador-like. Shut up, I'm going to eat you now, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, next beef. What did the Romans, I mean, Galactic Federation, <laughs> ever do for us? <laughs> Jack Diddley Squad. 50 years on and Peradon is still a shit tip.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Politically, socially, economically, and technologically, with the exception of the exclusive Federation Communications Room and apparently omnipotent CCTV... Even as a staunch Remainer, I would be hard-pressed not to support the Miner's campaign for Pelexit. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't actually get on
0: to, like, Big Brother-esque. Yeah, I, I don't think I drew a parallel to this. Which, oh, which, funny enough, Michael goes on to in more detail, because <laughs> his next beef is, how is there CCTV everywhere? Yeah, good question. In every mineshaft, outside the Citadel, and even in the secret Ice Warrior base.
1: Oh my goodness, yeah, you're right.
0: Eckersley's treachery was revealed by people In the communications room watching him plotting
1: On CCTV Why didn't he remove their camera And wait, hang on, why is there even a window To the secret base You know, Sarah Jane walks past that frosted window It's like, hey, let me in There's a window and a door (laughs) It's super secret (laughs) Alright, next beef Security in the Citadel is a joke. Armed people charge the throne room every other scene, and why didn't security block off the not remotely secret passage behind the tapestry that seemed to lead everywhere? Cuz it was
0: super handy, obviously. Oh, uh, of course. Michael Ridgeway summarizes with, "This serial is so stupid that I watched it in weird comatose state of perpetual confusion. <laughs> it was no death of a darling."
1: Oh, touche, touche Michael. Should <laughs> I read out the rating? Uh, sure, Michael gives this a 1.2 out of five Badger people getting oppressed, stabbed, zapped, and clobbered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, I, I could have gone low with my, with my score. I think if if Leon, yeah. if you had gone in a, like a 1.5, I would have just dropped it right down to a 1.2. Oh, really?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I, I can understand, Michael. but Fair uh, enough. You are a little bit off the bat with this one, though.
1: Yeah, I... I mean, Death to the Daleks really. Uh, okay, let's not go there. Let's not, not go there. Yeah.
0: What, what do we have to say about Michael?
1: You should follow him on Twitter. That's, That's what, we, what have we have to, to say, say about Michael. He is bad. Underscore movie underscore club. It's really, really good. And it was a good review,
0: Michael. Thank you very much. For it was, it. yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Next up, we have a new reviewer. New reviewer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unrehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> that was great! <laughs>
1: High five across the desk. Ka-ching. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise if I am mispronouncing this. This one comes from Kristaps Paddock. Hello, Kristaps. Kristaps uh, says, "Gents, a mini review. My first memory, not only of who, but of television itself, is of this story. Oops. Wow. Wow. Given that." It's really unfortunate that this wasn't a better story. Oh, phew. (laughs) Why did you not abandon television right back then? (laughs) Um, I've been a radio man ever since. (laughs) I was three or four, says Chris Tapps. I was watching with my dad, and then for years I thought who wasn't much more than people in weird costumes wandering around (laughs) towns. It is kind of
0: quintessentially, but I'm sure if you screenshotted the room with (laughs) Alpha Centuri in the middle and Mr. Tumnus, and it's just like, this is like bad costume who. Post the chat (laughs) To continue with the review though Even so This stuck in my mind And has been part of my Lifelong love of this show Which 30 plus years later Finds me listening to you guys Talk over the internet And the review Part Score (laughs) I don't know what my brain did there (laughs) The (laughs) rating Christoph says I give this story A 1.5 For a dreadfully boring (laughs) story And some of the most gratuitous padding I can recall In all of Who Although the sets were kind of cool Yeah
1: but 5.0 for inspiring me to love this show forever. Uh, entirely deserved. <laughs> entirely deserved. Oh, awesome. Welcome aboard, Kristaps. Welcome aboard. So glad to so have you with us. <laughs> On the
0: Who Back When train. <laughs> and yes, I am doing the hand motion for, he is. All, for all of you that he is. <laughs> are imagining it in your head. I really am doing it.
1: Do-do. Next up, we have Peter Zunich. Zunich. Oh. Hello, Peter. Hi, Peter. Peter says, We return to one of my favorite worlds and find answers to questions we didn't even know we had, exploring the consequences of the Doctor's prior visits. This story's success is in the writing. Many original elements are used differently enough that nothing feels old hat. Talia and Hepesh are amazing. He's so similar to the previous Chancellor that we immediately think he is evil, which imposes great empathy when he selflessly snuffs it for his ideals. Likewise, using Agador's statue makes the mythos of a central point without overusing the creature. Utterly brilliant. Finally, the heroes of the last encounter become the villains, which adds to the complexity of this overarching story. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, very good point, actually.
0: Maybe there is some heightened... Interest if you've seen the evolve. <laughs> but P- Peter continues with his review saying, Only minor rights diminish this from its predecessor. The personal investment from some characters is less effective. Sarah's pivotal moments, learning about alien species and emancipating the Queen, should have been developed further. Agreed. Definitely. <laughs> also, locations are used less effectively. Yeah, because they just used that one tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much of the same. Oh, you, you're actually saying this, Peter. I, sh- I yeah. should just carry on reading your review. I apologize. <laughs> Shouldn't interrupt. There's too much of the same hallway and tapestry, which I was hoping. Sorry, when I was hoping to see a village or the top of the castle.
1: Uh, yeah, also true.
0: Yeah, Peter continues with. I believe Pertwee's entire persona of the Doctor is perfectly reflected in these two epic Paladonian stories. Oh, I'd love to see what New Who could do here. Unfortunately, I fear all will ever get a Paladon again is an incorrect reference by Peter Capaldi whilst fighting Cybermen. Ah, Ooh, interesting. Oh, I don't remember that. So let's sing a Venetian lullaby and put our favourite vicious teddy bear to sleep. Aww. We leave Peladon with a tear in our eye and a quite respectable <gasps> three point
1: nine.
0: Oh wow. Wow Peter.
1: Wow, I'm so oh, I'm so excited by this
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Thank you so much, Peter. That's amazing. Thank you for for just a a different view that we could not get on, on this. But obviously, obviously, you love it as as part of the whole Peladon story, I guess. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I'm getting from this. I,
1: I, 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 oh, I'm a little bit tempted to now marathon the two Peladon stories. <laughs> Just back to back. You're on your own, there, though. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if maybe it could be a good way of introducing someone to Classic Who, though. Just to show maybe. a bit of continui- continuity and, you know... And because it shows two different viewpoints. It's specifically the whole, like, the good guy in the first one is the bad guy in this one, and vice versa. That sort of deal.
0: Yeah. There's definitely a, a nice element to that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Peter. Bing bong, future Leon here with an additional listener mini. This one comes from Paul Waring, or Waring I apologise, Paul, for the mispronunciation I'm pretty certain that this is Paul's very first listener mini So I think that merits one of these New Reviewer Maybe in the future I'll set that to, (laughs) like, Gregorian chants in the background or something like that Right, Paul says Hands down, this is one of Pertwee's best stories Sarah continues to play a proactive role And this story in particular shows how well she works with the third Doctor It's a shame they're only together for one season, as there seems to be real chemistry between Sladen and Pertwee. It wouldn't surprise me if the final lines when they enter the TARDIS were something they ad-libbed. Hmm, interesting uh, point of view. Okay, alright, okay. The political intrigue is fun, especially the way the Doctor falls in and out of favour in the Royal Court. Eckersley colluding with the Ice Warriors wasn't something I saw coming on my first viewing. And he plays the man-just-trying-to-get-on-with-his-job role well. Zaxir is more rounded than a lot of Who villains, and I particularly like his line about being the Doctor's judge, jury, and executioner too, perhaps. <laughs> Unlike some Pertwee stories, this doesn't feel too long, as it's really a two-parter. First, the mystery of who is killing the Miners, then fighting off the Ice Warriors when they are revealed to be behind it all. Overall, a cracking story, which I re-watch on a regular basis, and Paul gives this a cracking! (laughs) 4.5 out of 5. Holy moly, Paul, that is amazing. Okay, so this clearly is one of your favorites. You've just listened to this review, I assume, so you probably know that we don't fully agree with everything that you've said here, but I love the passion and I love all the points. They're, they're, They're good points. This is great. Paul, thank you so much for sending in your mini, and welcome aboard. Really glad to have you with us. Please keep them coming. All right, no more listener minis, however, I will say that I just noticed on Twitter another one of our listeners, Mark Don. Hello, Mark, at mdun1, which I always want to read as M. Don Juan. He sent a few bullet points about some goodies to watch out for in this serial, namely, number one, the doctor standing up for striking minors. Number two, Sarah inserting a spine into the drippy queen of Peladon. Nice one. Number three, badger hairstyles. Yep. Number four, ice warriors whose costumes don't fit. And number five, lots of running down corridors. Yeah. Absolutely checks out. Thank you very much, Mark. At Don one Okie dokie, let's get back to the show. Ciao ciao. Thank you so much, everyone who wrote in. Really, really good stuff. Next up, we have the very last of Pertwee. The very last. Oh, man. Oh. But it's apparently a You've been bigging this one up. This is apparently a good... I mean, it's the Spider Backpack serial. Spider Backpack? Yeah, that's what it's called. Otherwise always known of... Doctor Who and the, the Spider Backpack. <laughs> <laughs> always known as Planet of the Spiders. Planet of the Spiders. And after that, how about we sit down in true Who Back When fashion and do a little bonus episode about Pertwee, just to really send him off?
0: We, we definitely should do that. You might be doing most of that, because I've only seen about five serials, I is Fine. But um, I will... Input the hell out of it anyway.
1: Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so next up we have Planet of Spiders, Planet of Spiders, Planet of the Spiders, one of the two. Next up in the New Who channel, what's coming up there? Closing time, I want to say it's called closing time. I think you're right. Is it? Is that it? Okay, let's go with that. We also have a few ideas for bonus episodes coming up. Tis the season. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Shortly around the corner, we have the New Year's Day episode of New Who, for yes, example. Yes, it's we should not going to be a Christmas one.
0: one. That's right,
1: but that's right. Is a New Year one. Exactly. Presumably we'll have a Christmas flavor. I don't know. Very possibly. Who knows? But yeah, lots and lots and lots to come. And also, I'm thinking uh, some of you might be happy. I'm hoping that some of you will be happy to hear this. Uh, We're going to try to up the frequency of these episodes. Uh, As you may recall, this used to be a weekly podcast, then it went down to a uh, fortnightly podcast. We're going to try to make it a weekly podcast again. So, in your face, Drew, back when, we're not going to be catching up with New Who in 2029. (laughs) (laughs) 2028 it is. Yes. (laughs) In your face. Um, Until the next time, though, people can follow you on Twitter and say hello there, right?
0: They can. I must admit, I don't do a lot on Twitter, but I'm there as Jimmy the Who.
1: Excellent You can say hi to me as well High five me online I will high five you right back I'm at Pumpkin P-O-N-K-E-N Thank you so much for listening Until the next time Rock on And cha ciao. See ya Kablamo Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to And spread the gospel of who back when Tell your friends but I've got no friends No problemo Tell some strangers Hey,